Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, Raiders owner Mark Davis donates $1 million to Uvalde, Texas to help secure campuses around the city. Will other teams, other professions step up to the plate and follow his lead? Well, we'll talk about that. Plus, the Cowboys have been docked OTAs and fined for, well, being a little bit too physical. And what teams are currently on a playoff drought that could see that drought come to an end in 2022. I'll give you my thoughts on that, and we'll close things out with where will they end up? Look like a player. Look at a player like Baker Mayfield, who's currently on the Cleveland Browns. Where will he end up? Plus, there's some notable free agents that are still out there and available, so where do I think they will end up? That's how we'll close out the show and close out the week here on the Locked On NFL Podcast for Friday, June 17th, 2022. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into another edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, Friday, June 17, 2022. Your boy Q here. No Chris Carter. Chris Carter is on vacation. He's my tag team partner. We usually tackle these Friday shows together, but he is on a vacation. And so I'm rolling solo bolo today, and that's okay. That's all right. Uh, before we get into the teaser of today's show, Cincinnati Bengal fans, do not come for my head. <laughs> Last week, we had a list of, of uh, NFL wide receiver duos, and uh, I slided the Bengals on accident. I said this on accident on the show, and man, so many of y'all came for my head on Twitter throughout the rest of the weekend. So uh, again, I apologize for that. That was a slip on my part, but hey, we'll do better. I'll do better. I can take that on the chin. But let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Again, we're heading into Father's Day weekend so any fathers out there man hopefully you have a very happy father's day uh, i know us fathers always get slighted a little bit but that's okay that's okay. Uh, shout out to all the mothers out there that do uh, double duty as well. So let's go ahead and jump in to today's show. Want to start off, and I uh, I host the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm here in Las Vegas. I cover the Raiders like a glove on uh, many different networks, including the radio. And uh, this is a, a situation and a story that's near and dear to my heart for multiple reasons. But Raiders owner Mark Davis donated $1 million to Uvalde, Texas. We all know about the tragedy that happened there with the shooter on campus and uh, all the elementary kids who lost their lives and all the loved ones and families that, that you know, just have been wrecked because of that. Well, former Raider safety Van McElroy, Super Bowl winner. I mean, he's a he's an old school Raider. He lives in the city of Uvalde. And so he went to Mark Davis and said, this has got to stop. You know, and I know that there's always a lot of politics into, you know, gun control, this, that, and the other. I'm not here to talk about that, and that's not really the situation. The situation is how do we keep campuses safe? And so that's what Van McElroy told Mark Davis. We need to come up with a plan to stop this from happening. So he came up with the plan, and he presented it to the Raiders owner, Mark Davis, and Mark said, I'm all in. Donated $1 million to Uvalde, Texas, to their school district to help secure not just one campus, but all the campuses there in Uvalde. And so I just want to tip the cap to Mark Davis and Van McElroy for making that happen. But I also would like to throw out the challenge to the rest of professional football, the rest of uh, the NBA, the Major League Baseball. I mean, all the professional sport teams that are out there that live in each and every one of our communities. It doesn't matter what team you're a fan of. Right. It really doesn't. But I think we could all agree that we want 
want to make sure that our kids are safe. So when we drop them off at school, we know damn well we're going to pick them up when, uh, you know, when school's out. At 3 o'clock, when we roll up, we're going to be able to pick up our kids instead of the tragedy that happened in Uvalde where so many weren't able to pick up their kids. Matter of fact, I talked to Van McElroy on the radio on Thursday, and he told me straight up on Sunday, this past Sunday that just went by, that was the last of the funerals for the kids. I mean, they were still going through that. So can you imagine that? But uh, shout out to Mark Davis. And again, I hope that other professional teams, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, I mean, I don't care what it is. If you're in the community, I hope that others follow the lead and we can start securing our campuses across the country. So tip of the cap to Mark Davis. Now, on to those Dallas Cowboys. They're going through OTAs. Of course, mandatory minicamps going on around the league. Uh, Some teams have wrapped theirs up, like the Raiders have wrapped theirs up already. They're done until training camp. A lot of teams are, but there's still some teams that are going through their practices and their OTAs. Well, the Cowboys, for a second year in a row, have been a little too physical. The NFL is finding Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy and docking the 2023 OTA practice. Now, docking the 2023 OTA practice, not a big deal. Hell, the Raiders didn't even use their last two. They waved waved their last two off and said, hey, go enjoy your summer, come back for training camp. So a lot of teams do that. So that's not a big deal. The fine, not a big deal either, but it's the second year in a row. At some point, you think that, hey, they'll just get it, right? Hey, there's no physicality. You can't go to the ground. It's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be basically like a glorified seven-on-seven. Now, they got drills going on for the offensive line. They got drills going on for the defensive line. I mean, there's things that are going on, but it's supposed to be as less physical as possible. And when I was out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, that's Raiders HQ, I was out there for OTAs, and I was out there for mandatory minicamp. I mean, they were doing a lot of stuff. They were working up a really good sweat. You could see the tempo, but that's really where it ended. Right. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a lot of banging or anything. And all the time you heard the coaches yelling, stay up, stay up, stay up. Didn't want anybody hitting the ground. Look, these are guys that are needed not in June. (laughs) Right. They're needed in training camp. They're needed in the regular season. That's a good way to get get injured. If you're being physical, you have no pads on. All you got is, uh, you know, shirts, shorts and a helmet on. I mean, that's a good way to get injured if you're being really physical. So the Cowboys second year in a row uh, have been caught up and also that. Uh, that lets it be known that a player or two has reported it because if they didn't report it then they wouldn't know it either so uh, obviously all the players aren't on board with what's going on right now with Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys earlier this offseason the Bears and coach Matt Eberflus were also docked to practice for violation of non-contact rules so it's something minor but it's also at the same time it's like okay guys just figure it out. I mean, you just can't be that physical at this time of year. Uh, also, one more piece of news. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously his contract situation with the Baltimore Ravens is something that we're always going to pay attention to. Wonder how it's going to shake out. He's going into the final year of his deal. He's supposed to make $23 million this year. And, you know, before we even talk about the contract, how smart was it? If you go back and think, Lamar Jackson was dropping into to the second, uh, the second round of the draft. And the Baltimore Ravens traded up to get him, and they got that fifth-year option. Now you fast forward, and he's going into that final year, that fifth-year option worth $23 million. I've always respected the Baltimore Ravens as a really, really good front office. Reasons like that. That's one of the many reasons, but reasons like that. They traded up to the very back end of the draft to go get, Bal- to go get Lamar Jackson, and they were able to get that fifth-year option. If not, 
he'd be looking for a contract right now. I mean, he is looking for a contract, but he'd be in a bad situation right now or they would have had to franchise tag him or, you know, some something they would have had to force the issue with the contract, some kind of situation. I'm still interested to see how it all plays out because I realize that Baltimore wants to get the deal done with them. I realize that Lamar Jackson really represents himself, and uh, I know his mother helps him. I'm sure he's got some other assistants also in his ear, but uh, I just don't see there's a sense of urgency. It doesn't seem like there's a sense of urgency from Lamar Jackson's side. It doesn't seem like there's a major sense of urgency from the Baltimore Ravens side. So I'm interested to see how it all shakes out, what the money's going to look like. All I can guarantee you is Lamar Jackson's looking at what happened in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson and all the situations he's got going on and said, if he's worth that, I'm worth this. I'm a former MVP. I am squeaky clean. I stay out of trouble. I do this, that, and the other. I mean, and look, I don't blame him. I would use it. I would roll with that and say, hey, man, he's got all that going on, all those distractions, all the, the bad publicity for the organization. I ain't got none of that going on, so you're going to have to run me my money, <laughs> right? Straight up. So I'm interested to see exactly what Lamar Jackson ends up getting, what kind of contract he ends up getting, but uh, I don't blame him for saying I want more than that dude got. I, I really don't. I do not blame him at all. So uh, at some point, uh, this guaranteed money is going to get outrageous, but uh, right now with the way that uh, streaming revenue comes in, gambling revenue comes in, uh, the, the money is going to just go up, up, up. Enough. So apparently Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have had some kind of contract negotiations and conversations. And Lamar said uh, earlier this week that he believes he's going to be a Raven for life. And, you know, a lot of players feel that way. And some of them are able to do that. And, and some aren't. That's that's always a good narrative and a good way of thinking. Uh, but, you know, it's a it's a business, the NFL. But of course, Baltimore wants Lamar Jackson back. He is their franchise quarterback. No doubt about it. So uh, they've had contract talks, but nothing significant as of right now coming up in segment number two what teams do I think who are currently on an NFL playoff drought will end their playoff drought this year I'll tell you where this came from and what teams I think could possibly end up in the playoffs in 2022 after I tell you about betonline.net they are your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. They got the latest sports development, news, and odds. They had the NBA Finals, but the Warriors, the Dubs, they got another championship. Shout out to the chef, Chef Curry, MVP of the Finals. They got the Stanley Cup Final going on, MLB, Fighting News, MMA, UFC, Boxing, you name it, they got it. BetOnline.net, your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and a whole lot more. All you got to do is head to the website today on your laptop or your mobile device, learn about the trends and all the action. BetOnline.net, that's where the game starts. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day and welcome back to the locked on nfl podcast on this friday i'm your boy q at your boy q254 on twitter no chris carter he is vacationing today i don't know where he's at he's sipping some mai tai somewhere but uh chris carter should be back with us next friday here on the locked on nfl podcast so i'm rolling solo bolo today which is okay I could do that. Just, just won't be any fighting with Chris. <laughs> just won't be any big arguments that we have. And I, I believe this is a segment that we'd probably have a pretty good argument on. And this is going to be about playoff droughts. And uh, there's plenty of teams right now that are on very long playoff droughts. There's at least one team that's on double-digit seasons. 
for playoff drought. So we'll talk about him. And this came from Adam Shine for NFL Network. He put out a piece, 2022 NFL season, most likely team to end playoff drought, least likely, let's rank them. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let you know what teams haven't made the playoffs and how long it's been. And I'm just going to go ahead and highlight the teams that I think have the opportunity to do it and why they have an opportunity to do it. So uh, let's go ahead and break it on down. Let me tell you the teams first. From the longest drought is the New York Football Jets. Not the Football Giants, the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets. 11 seasons it's been since the Jets have been to the playoffs. Following them, the Denver Broncos, six seasons. The Detroit Lions, believe it or not, only five seasons. Doesn't it seem like the Detroit Lions have missed the playoffs, like, I don't know, forever? It's only been five seasons. The Miami Dolphins, five seasons. The five seasons for the New York football Giants. So the Jets and the Giants are represented on this list. The Atlanta Falcons, four seasons. I think we all remember what happened last time when they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think any Falcon fan, I have to remind them of that. I'm sure that that's a sore subject. And then the Carolina Panthers, also at four seasons. The Jacksonville Jaguars, four seasons. And the L.A. Chargers, at three seasons. So those are the teams that have the playoff droughts. Who do I believe in this list is most likely to snap their playoff drought I got to go to the AFC West I got to start with the LA Chargers they were a team that came down to week 18 just a season ago at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas going up against the Raiders epic game Sunday night football for all the marbles a lot of folks thought that hey maybe that game would end in a tie and both teams the Raiders and the Chargers would go to the playoffs but no in fact the Raiders kick a field goal win the game they go to the playoffs and the Chargers go home so I think the Chargers are the most likely team to, to snap their, their playoff drought, but I also feel like they're the team that has to snap their playoff drought. And the reason I feel like they have to do it is because right now everyone is giving all the love to Brandon Staley, the head coach. He's been getting a lot of love. He almost got them there in his first year as the head coach, but he did make some boneheaded decisions, and he made some almost like Madden-type decisions. I'm just going to go ahead and roll the dice like I would if I was on the sticks. And it didn't work, including in that Week 18 game against the Raiders. And now they went out, they invested a lot of money, they went and brought Khalil Mack in. They, they improved their defense. Uh, they re, re-assigned some of their uh, big-time players like Mike Williams as a wide receiver. They have a young quarterback that everyone's already anointed as the next guy, even though he hasn't been to the playoffs yet, and Justin Herbert. So I think that they have the most talent. Out of all the teams that I talked about, the Jets, the Broncos, the Lions, the Dolphins, Giants, Falcons, Panthers, Jaguars, I think the Chargers are the most talented team with the highest expectations. I think they have to snap their their playoff drought if they don't snap their playoff drought I believe there's going to be a problem in LA and obviously it's not with the Rams it'll be with the Chargers so I look at them as the most likely team to break their playoff drought so who's the next team that I believe will snap their playoff drought again I'm looking at the Jets Broncos Lions Dolphins Giants Falcons Panthers and Jaguars I have to stick with the AFC West one I think it's going to be the toughest division in football but I look at the Denver Broncos and say, you know what? They went out and made a big move when they got Russell Wilson. I thought that they were going to be Aaron Rodgers or bust. That's what it was for me going into the offseason. If they found a way to get Aaron Rodgers, then it was on and popping, right? They have Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach. So I looked at it and said, okay, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. When Rodgers decided to stay in Green Bay, I thought, well, Denver's stuck with Drew Locke now. We'll see how that all works out. And then they pulled the rabbit out the hat and grabbed Russell Wilson. Obviously, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's been there a couple times, and the Broncos, they need 
needed a quarterback in a desperate way. Last time they brought in a big-time free agent quarterback, we all saw how it shook out. Peyton Manning got him to the Super Bowl a couple times, won it once. So uh, you got to give him credit for that. So they bring in a guy with the same expectations, Russell Wilson. Uh, my question with Denver is how will that relationship gel and how quickly can it gel between Russell Wilson, obviously a brand-new team, and a brand-new head coach, and Nathaniel Hackett, who has never been a head coach before. Now, he's been an offensive play caller. He has been that guy. But when he was in Green Bay, he wasn't calling the plays. That was Matt LaFleur, the head coach. He was calling the plays. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. But we'll see how quickly that learning curve can, you know, take part, you know, can take shape. So if Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, and the rest of the team could all get on the same page quick, fast, in a hurry, then they'll have that opportunity to snap their playoff drought of six seasons. Again, for the longest, Denver, what they've needed has been a quarterback. They have their quarterback. They have some nice weapons there in Denver. Uh, the only other issue that they have is the same issue that the Raiders have, is they're playing in the toughest division in football, the AFC West, hands down, is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a heavyweight uh, match in the middle of the ring, just a mano y mano, slug it out each and every week. That's how it's going to shape up. But uh, the Denver Broncos are my second team that I'm picking to potentially end their playoff drought in 2022. And I'll just give you one more. Now, again, I'm looking at the Jets. The Lions, the Dolphins, the Giants, Falcons, Panthers, and Jaguars. I've already picked the Chargers and the Broncos as two teams that are likely to snap their playoff drought in 2022 or the two most likely teams on this list to snap their playoff drought. The third team I'm going to go with is going to be a long shot, and it's a super dark horse. I'm going to roll with it anyway. I'm going to roll with the Carolina Panthers. It's been four seasons that they've been uh, out of the playoffs, and I'm a Matt Rule guy. Let me go ahead and start that right now. I know that they have a lot of situations. Look like Matt Rule could be on the outside looking in pretty soon if uh, if he doesn't get this thing turned around. I know they have a quarterback situation. Sam Darnold is not the answer. I'll actually talk about who is the answer coming up in segment number three, but I'm going to roll with Matt Rule. If you go and you look at his track record, he has gotten it done in year three everywhere he's been. Now, he did that on the college ranks, and this is the NFL, and it's totally different. But I covered him when I was at Baylor, or he was at Baylor, and I was covering Baylor, and I got to know him really well and, and know his philosophies and be able to sit there and hear from him. And, you know, I just I understand his mindset. And so uh, I'm trusted in Matt Rule. Now, I trusted in Matt Rule last season a lot when we would go through our pickums and who I thought would win games. I always said, hey, I'm going to roll with the fighting Matt Rules. And, well, they started out the season really well, and then – well, if the, 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 the wheels fell off the, 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 the vehicle pretty quick, fast, and in a hurry. So uh, I'm going to think that in year three, he's going to get things figured out. He's going to get his quarterback. He does not have his quarterback right now. Again, that's a tease, what we call in the business. He's going to go get his quarterback and, uh, and make things happen. At least I believe that's what's going to happen in year three. So I'm just going to roll with, with uh, the Carolina Panthers. They're going to snap their playoff drought, or they're most likely to snap their playoff drought. Now, I'm not saying every one of these teams is guaranteed, but those are the three out of the teams that are up there that I think could possibly snap that drought. Again, the teams that are up there, the Jets, 11 seasons, the Broncos, six seasons, the Lions, five seasons, the Dolphins, five seasons, the Giants, five seasons, the Falcons, four, Panthers, four, Jaguars, four, and the Chargers, three. I picked the Chargers, Broncos, and the Panthers. I will say a little asterisk. I was thinking the Dolphins, but I just think that there's so much questions going on in Miami. You know, I know they have a new head coach in Coach McDaniel. He comes over for the 49ers. He's very respected as far as offensive play caller goes, even though he wasn't calling the plays in San Francisco, just the offensive mind. He's well-respected. But I think in the back of his head, if things don't start out really well, everyone's going to be thinking about the reports of, hey, they want to bring in Sean Payton. They want to bring in Tom Brady. And I think that's going to have an effect on Tua Tagovailoa as well. They have a lot of weapons in Miami. I like the weapons. I like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and company. But – 
I just don't know if they're going to be able to put it together this season to make a playoff push. So I had to leave them off my list. But uh, those are the three teams that I do have that could potentially, that I think are most likely to snap their playoff drought. The Chargers, Broncos, and the Carolina Panthers. Coming up in segment number three, call it Where Will They End Up? Talking about some players that are currently on teams that might end up in another team and also some pretty big names free agent-wise that could end up on other teams. Where do I think that they'll end up? That's coming up in segment number three after I tell you about rockauto.com. And they're a family business, been serving auto park customers online for over 20 years. What I like about rockauto.com the most is the fact that they save you a lot of money. You can go to a chain store. You can go to a car dealership. You can get the same parts that you're going to get at rockauto.com, but you're going to pay a whole lot more. So why would you want to do that? You wouldn't, right? That doesn't make any kind of sense. Everyone wants to save a lot of money. RockAuto.com does that for you. And every part that you need, they have on their website. All you got to do is punch it in, and it's so convenient. I'm a dummy, and I can figure it out. If I can figure it out, you could definitely figure it out. Just go to the website. All you got to do is punch in the make and model of your car and what you're looking for, and your options will pop up just like that. The parts will be delivered directly to your door, and uh, you're good to go. Never have to leave the comforts of your home. So right now, all you got to do is go to RockAuto.com check out the parts available for your car or truck while you're there it says there's a box it said how'd you hear about us right locked on nfl podcast you do that they'll know that we sent you well i sent you and chris carter's on vacation so we didn't send you i sent you today but no locked on nfl podcast they know that we sent you and we're doing our job great selection great low prices all the parts your car's ever going to need is at one spot that's rockauto.com you are locked on nfl your daily nfl podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go. Segment number three of today's Locked On NFL Podcast as we close out the week really strong. Head into Father's Day weekend. Again, shout out to all the fathers out there, man. Hopefully you have a fantastic weekend and you're celebrated really, really great on Sunday. Want to close things out with a segment I like to call Where Will They End Up? And I've been doing a lot of ESPN national radio shows uh, for, you know, a few months now. I've been really having a lot of fun doing that. And uh, one day, matter of fact, last weekend, we, we wrapped up the show with this segment. It was a lot of fun. And so I was hoping that myself and Chris were going to be able to do this today on the show, but he's on vacation. So I'm just going to have to roll solo bolo. But I thought this would have been a good discussion for both of us to have and just kind of, you know, him give his ideas and me give my ideas. But uh, that's not the case, so that's okay. Uh, like I said, I'll roll solo bolo on this Friday, give uh, my man Chris Carter a little a little downtime, a little vacation time. So I'm going to give you some names of some predominant guys and talk about where I think they'll end up. Either they're on a team right now that they're not going to play for in 2022, or they're free agents. Well, 9 out of 10 of them, and there's not really 10 of them, but most of them are free agents right now. There's only one that's currently on a team, and that's what the one we'll start with. That's quarterback Baker Mayfield. I think there's no doubt about that. He will not be a Cleveland Brown. There's so many situations going on in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, and there's no going back now. I know a lot of people have said, well, maybe he'll be the backup, and if the NFL suspends Deshaun for a whole year, maybe Baker will play. Look, there's no going back. They're at the point of no return. Once they decided to pursue Deshaun Watson and they gave him that kind of bread that they did, $230 million guaranteed, Baker Mayfield was gone. I know he's not gone because he's still there, but there's no way he's suiting up for the Cleveland Browns in 2022. So what does that mean? Where will he go? There's two teams that I've been looking at that I believe that he can end up. Seattle Seahawks is one that I've been pretty hot and heavy on. Like, okay, you know what? He can end up there with Pete Carroll and company because, look, they got Drew Locke and Geno Smith. I think that that's a really good fit. But – 
I also talked about the Carolina Panthers. I talked about them in uh, segment number two as a, as a dark horse to, to make the playoffs. And I'll say this. I know there's been reports that Carolina has maybe, you know, looked into Baker Mayfield and uh, they kind of want to get a, a deal done. I'm only going to say this. If Matt Rule wants to get to the playoffs in 2022, if he believes he has an opportunity to get to the playoffs, it's not going to be with Sam Darnold. So if he wants to give his team a chance, he better go out and make the move for Baker Mayfield. That's what he has to do. Baker Mayfield would give the Carolina Panthers the much better chance to make the playoffs than Sam Darnold or anybody else that they currently have. I mean, just straight up. Baker Mayfield would give him an opportunity. He's on a one-year deal. When Baker Mayfield, the one thing I know about him, and I know Chris Carter is not a big Mayfield guy. He covers the Pittsburgh Steelers, so he's seen him up close and personal. But what I do know about Baker Mayfield, when his back is up against the wall, when he's in the corner and people are doubting him, that's when he's at his best. If anything, Matt Rule could roll with that for one year. One year. And, and, and have an opportunity to make the playoffs. A rookie's not going to get him there this year, and Sam Donald's not going to get him there this year. He needs to go out and make the move for Baker Mayfield and give himself a chance. I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to make them a playoff team, but at least give themselves a chance. So I think Baker Mayfield eventually ends up with the Carolina Panthers sometime before training camp gets started. Now how about we flip over to the defensive side of things. How about Ndamukong Sue? That is a big-time name, big-time player. Uh, he's still a really good player, even at his age. Uh, he's only missed a couple games in his career. I mean, he had six sacks in 2021. Uh, obviously, he put out some good tape in the postseason. Doesn't look like he's going to be returning to Tampa Bay after they signed Akeem Hicks. So where does Sue end up? Now, I'm out here in Las Vegas with the Raiders. I've been talking about that for a very long time, talk about it all the time here on the show. And there's been conversations about would he be a fit in Patrick Graham's defense. And I think he would. I think Sue could fit anywhere. He's a football player, right? He's going to be a dude. Uh, I just, I don't know. My gut feeling tells me that that's not the place that he's going to end up. But I could see him ending up in a place like maybe New Orleans, you know, maybe uh, with Dennis Allen. You know, he could be really good there. I mean, he, he could end up as a really good fit there in New Orleans with Dennis Allen and that defense. Of course, the Saints have had a really good defense for a, a, a long time now. And with their quarterback situation still kind of being a question mark, maybe they really go all in on trying to get it done defensively. So I'll say the Saints or the Raiders. I, I hate to be that guy, that the and or, but I'll just put one of those two teams out there. Uh, I think the Saints or the Raiders will end up picking up Sue, one of those two. Uh, how about Kevin King, cornerback? Um I honestly think Kevin King ends up getting signed in training camp when somebody gets injured. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I don't know who that's going to be, but I think Kevin King, uh, he just he hasn't had enough good film out there uh, to, to warrant a team having to make a big-time effort to go get him. So I think that once a team gets a training camp and they see you know, maybe a week or so in and, okay, uh, we need to bring in some more competition at that corner spot or a guy gets injured, that's when Kevin King gets the call. But I don't think there's anybody that's in particular uh, hot and heavy after Kevin King right now. All right, how about on the offensive side of things? How about Rob Gronkowski? I just, I mean, I think this to me is really, really easy. He either retires or he, he plays in Tampa Bay. You know, as long as Tom Brady is playing, that's where he's going to play or he's going to retire. Uh, so personally, I don't think he's going to retire because Brady ran it back. So I think Gronk will re-sign with Tampa Bay before training camp starts just to get things going. I think that they're going to want to have him there during training camp. He might not want to be there for the whole training camp, but I'm sure Tom Brady will be like, come on, Rob, let's run it back one more time, man. We got this. And if Brady calls, who, who's Gronk to say no? Gronk is an all-time great, no doubt about it. But do you think he's going to say no to Brady? I don't. So I see him back in Tampa Bay. How about Julio Jones? 
Julio Jones, to me, was a disappointment in Tennessee. There's two places I could see him ending up. He can end up in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I think that they need all the weapons that they could possibly get. And that's really my first guess off top where I thought, okay, he can end up with Green Bay. That's where I was really kind of pounding the table for. But then it started making all the sense in the world, right? He had the most success with Matt Ryan. Where's Matt Ryan? He's now Indianapolis Colt. So could that be the landing spot? Could Julio Jones end up being a Colt, playing in Indy there with his former quarterback, Matt Ryan? That, to me, makes all the sense in the world. That's where he had the most success. If he could stay healthy, we all know who Julio Jones is. He's an absolute monster, plays hard, practices hard. I mean, he does things the right way. I hate that his body's starting to break down, but uh, when he's out there, man, he's a hell of a player. So I'm going to go ahead and say Julio Jones to the Indianapolis Colts, reuniting him with Matty Ice. Now, the final guy that I have for you, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. We saw him, unfortunately, tear his ACL in the Super Bowl. He was on his way to be a Super Bowl MVP and unfortunately came up a little bit short. And with that being said, I think the best spot for him is to return to L.A. They're loaded right now. They don't really need him. I think it'll be more of a luxury since he tore his, his ACL at the Super Bowl. He's probably not going to be ready until late, late in the 2022 season, if not until the playoffs. But I think the Rams will be in good position to say, that's okay. You know, go ahead and heal up. Be all right. And uh, you'll be ready to rock and roll. And we'll be ready for you when you're healed up and ready to go on that playoff push. So I think it makes sense for him to sign a one-year deal in L.A., stay right there with the Rams where he's very comfortable, and then after this season probably re-up on a couple-year deal depending on how healthy, healthy he is. Now, of course, that ACL that he tore is the same ACL that he had torn right before that. So uh, it may take a little bit longer rehab. So, again, I think that's another reason why he's there with the Rams. So uh, those are the guys. Those are where I, end up, where I think that they end up. Baker Mayfield in Carolina. Um, Nadamika Sue end up with the Raiders or the Saints. Kevin King, well, he's just with other, the team that needs him the most, you know, a team that has to uh, break glass, just in case of emergency, break glass. I think that's what he's going to end up doing. Uh, then you got Rob Gronkowski, Tampa Bay, Julio Jones, the Indianapolis Colts, and OBJ with the L.A. Rams. So that's all I got for you. So definitely appreciate you. Uh, shout out to those Golden State Warriors. Made me very happy on Thursday night, hoisting another trophy. Uh, Steph Curry getting that MVP. Not mad at that at all. Shout out to Mark Davis for that $1 million donation that he gave to Uvalde, Texas to help secure campuses. And other professional teams out there, don't hesitate to follow the lead. It's okay. Take care of our kids. We all want that, right? No doubt about it. All the fathers out there, make sure you have a happy Father's Day. Appreciate you listening to the Locked On NFL podcast on this Friday. Thank you so much for making it. Matter of fact, your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. We'll be back here on Monday, holding it down like we always do, having all the headlines from the weekend. Whatever breaking news happens, you'll be able to hear about it right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Again, that'll be Monday, bright and early. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you. Peace.